Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Whenever hear the music, Colin, take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome in to this Friday, March 25th edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home, proudly serving our area since 1880. Spencer Pui, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport here. Happy to have you with us on this Friday afternoon in the Eastern Panhandle, and uh, not a lot of EPAC to talk about that happened yesterday, because more uh, projected rain don't really know how much it actually rained last night, but also the fields were probably soggy from the day prior. Uh, but hoping to get back in action tonight for some EPAC softball. We're going to try it again. Third time's a charm in three days. Right, Colin? Yeah, I hope uh, that this game can get played. We, uh, Or at least I was in conversation with uh, Martinsburg's coach, Rob Jones, and he said if the uh, field's playable, they're going to do it. I haven't seen that the field's not playable, so hoping for a uh, competitive game tonight between Spring Mills and Martinsburg. As I uh, kind of briefly mentioned yesterday, both teams have uh, struggled to start the season, so it'll be interesting to see which one can uh, get their bats going and uh, get the win tonight. Yeah, definitely, and uh, we'll do that game. That's the reschedule we mentioned yesterday on the show. Yesterday, well, Wednesday's initially scheduled game, rescheduled to yesterday. Again, rescheduled to April 6th. We'll have that game for you, Martinsburg at Musselman Softball. Uh, Other games going on around the panhandle for EPAC teams. Uh, In baseball, Spring Mills uh, is hosting Martinsburg tonight. Then Martinsburg hosts Honesdale out of Pennsylvania tomorrow for a doubleheader. Spring Mills will travel to University for a twin bill tomorrow. Musselman will be at University tonight. Uh, Jefferson hosts Moorefield for a doubleheader tomorrow, and Jefferson will host St. James for a doubleheader tomorrow. Over to softball, we mentioned the broadcast we'll have tonight. Uh, Musselman will be at Kaiser tomorrow. Uh, Hedgesville travels to John Marshall tonight and will be traveling to Wheeling Park next week. So that's your little EPAC roundup here as – Doing the schedule, you know, we build out our schedule. Sometimes things change. Uh, Martinsburg and Musselman and baseball were set to do battle next week. Originally on the original schedule, things got pushed back. So uh, the schedule we put out had the wrong date on it. So next Friday, we will be doing Spring Mills at Hedgesville Baseball, 640 broadcast and 7 p.m. for the first pitch. Uh, Get to see another Friday night EPAC matchup. There actually aren't very many so far this season. Yeah, and it will be an opportunity to see Spring Mills a little bit earlier in the year uh, than we originally thought. Um, so that will be cool to see how they look this season and also get a nice early look in, at them. And, um, you know, when we head down to Mingo Bay, we'll have their game. I think we have one other game before that. So we had another game for uh, Cardinal fans and yeah, you know, well, Hedgesville and Spring Mills is always a, a pretty big rivalry as well with those schools at one point being uh, the same school. Yeah, we will have uh, Jefferson at Spring Mills on April 4th, so that is the Monday after next Friday. Uh, but tonight, obviously, softball action. Hopefully, Spring Mills at Martinsburg. Then on Monday, we'll be at Hedgesville for the uh, first game that we'll be doing there. Uh, Jefferson at Hedgesville. Then Wednesday, excuse me, Thursday. 
we will be at Jefferson for Washington at Jefferson, and then we'll be at Spring Mills at Hedgesville Friday. So that's your quick look at next week's schedule for our broadcast-wise. Uh, but again, our broadcast schedule is just initially. Obviously, we know things are going to change. There's going to be uh, postponements. There's going to be potentially cancellations of non, you know, non-region, non-conference games as well. So uh, we'll kind of just play it by year uh, when we do each broadcast. Uh, but looking forward to this baseball season. We'll get on a Mingo Bay Classic schedule here for you, uh, probably the week of the 11th, 12th there, because that'll be the week before we go down. Uh, but excited for uh, EPAC baseball and being able to travel with these teams and see them against out-of-state competition. Can't complain, too, since it's going to be down there uh, near the beach, even though we'll be working the entire time. Hopefully we'll have some uh, nice weather, enjoy some great baseball out of all the uh, teams that are represented from the EPAC that will be down there. I think the only team that isn't going to be down there is uh, Musselman, I believe. Yes, the only so, EPAC team, so five of six EPAC yeah, baseball Yeah, Spring teams. Mills, Martinsburg, Jefferson, Washington, Hedgesville, all teams that we will have for you during that uh weekend hopefully it will be enjoyable games each time all right so now you want to break down uh do a little preview on your game tonight kind of dipped into it a little bit but want to do it in more detail sure uh i didn't bring my papers but you didn't bring them i forgot them there in my backpack it's all right i I, I know do it off the dome do it off the dome i mean these teams as i said are struggling both uh 0-3 each game that they've played have been uh, mercy rule losses. So it's going to be interesting to see who can really limit the mistakes tonight. Pitching-wise, fielding-wise, you got to stick to the fundamentals for uh, these teams. They're really young teams, not a lot of seniors on both, and not a lot of uh, depth for either team as well. It's really been a uh, change. I know off the top of my head that both pitchers for – Martinsburg are young. The two that they've uh, thrown throughout the three games are sophomore and freshman, respectively. So it'll be interesting to see how they do. And I think for uh, Spring Mills, it might be the same. I'd have to check here and have it uh, in my brain better for tonight. But it it should be all right since both teams are struggling. I'm hoping that it's a competitive game and not a mercy rule for the sake of uh, both teams because you want it to be. Yeah. When there's teams that are struggling, you need to find positives. And even though both teams are struggling, hopefully it gives them some confidence, win or lose, to see what they can do well. Yeah, definitely. You always want to see some confidence in these teams. But uh, it'll be a matchup tonight, EPAC matchup right here on Talk Radio WR and TV 10. 6.40 for the pregame show with Colin and Jim Klein. 7 p.m. for the first pitch between Spring Mills and Martinsburg Softball. We'll have that for you again on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube. So we've got it all. The gauntlet for you, the three on radio, TV, and streaming on YouTube. Uh, that'll do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford and Martinsburg, they became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this two-minute break, we will uh, talk some NCAA tournament. Shockers last night had some upsets, had some really close games. Uh, we'll talk about that and much more about the NCAA tournament in two minutes when we come back. And I was done just getting started. I was singing to you, you were singing to me. I was so alive, never been more free. 
with four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood helps you build your safety skills with our defensive handgun one course taught by NRA certified instructors. You must have already completed the basic handgun course as a prerequisite for this course. Valley Guns 2 will conduct this class Saturday, April the 23rd. Valley Guns 2 is also accepting registrations for the defensive rifle carbine one course April 24. Classes beginning April 3 will be held at the Valley Guns 2 Firearms Training Center located in Bloomery, West Virginia. Find out more at valleyguns2.com. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740 TV 10 streaming live on the TV 10 Facebook page. Spencer Pui, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport here uh, hanging out with you on this Friday and going through the Facebook comments. A.R. Emmert's over here cracking us up, uh, commenting. We're talking about going to Mingo or to Myrtle Beach for the Mingo Bay Classic there with the five EPAC teams in baseball uh, participating. He comments, when the fellas descend upon Myrtle Beach, I imagine they will be turning the ladies' heads <laughs> Away from us. Uh, yeah. Away, well, oh. with that confidence, Colin, if you go in with the confidence that yeah. AR Emirate has presented upon us, then anything can happen down at Myrtle Beach. Anything can happen. You know what they say. What happens in Myrtle Beach stays in Myrtle Beach, right? I, I don't think that's yeah. what they say, but sure. Yeah, they could sure. start saying that. Good. Uh, let's talk some Sweet 16 action last night. First game of the night, an upset shocker there. Uh, I guess kind of a shocker, but I kind of knew that Gonzaga seemed a little weak. Uh, it's kind of they had to come back in order to win that ball game uh, in the round of 32. There, uh, they fell to number four Arkansas, 74-68, and uh, it, they were down three at halftime. And it kind of just they just didn't seem to be running on all cylinders last night. Arkansas is a team when they are on, 
they are one of the best teams in the country, and they proved that last night. problem with them is they're very inconsistent. So they've played so far in the tournament kind of shaky. They come in as a 10-point underdog, which, like I said on the show, that was a bad uh, line I felt like for them, and obviously they won the game. I didn't expect that. Um, you know, Gonzaga has struggled a little bit with this tournament, but I think they also had a pretty tough run or a pretty tough uh, bracket to be in with Duke. Uh, on their side and you know Arkansas obviously is the four seed Michigan State is a seven seed is a tough team in there so they were in a pretty tough uh, region for being the number one overall seed Um, but obviously Arkansas got the upset I think though people were maybe overlooking Arkansas a little bit heading into that game and they weren't a true 10 point underdog I mean that was a bad line and I think while Gonzaga probably should have won the game on paper, Arkansas, if they are shooting the way they shot last night, they can play with any team and they have a pretty good defense as well. So uh, while I was surprised that Gonzaga went down, I think Arkansas is a better team than people are giving them credit for. Yeah, I know at first, Spencer, you were saying that uh, it wasn't much of a shocker because of how Gonzaga struggled, but yet yesterday when we went through it, all four of us in here picked Gonzaga to win. So it was still a little bit of a shocker there. I thought it was going to be close. As Nick just said, I agreed that uh, Arkansas was going to cover. But especially in the first half, it seemed like defensively Gonzaga just wasn't there. There were a lot of easy layups that I felt like Arkansas was uh, getting second chance opportunities here and there. And even when Gonzaga went on a run, Arkansas came right back. And that's what you need to do in March to uh, get the win. And Arkansas did it more, and now the Razorbacks continue to dance. And for the, uh, I think David Wood said, five straight years now, Gonzaga as the one seed has uh, failed to win a national championship. Yeah, and obviously they had made it to uh, three out of the past four national championships. So uh, this year is definitely the more disappointing year, I think. I mean, making it there, and they were pretty close last year. Uh, you know, I don't really think that Gonzaga is necessarily a choke team completely I, I mean they're getting it's it's very tough to win a national championship especially as a mid-major program now they've developed now into this major program but uh this year is a choke I agree with that this year but I think overall I mean getting to the final four consistently getting to the national championship consistently we really haven't seen that from a lot of other programs so you gotta give Gonzaga the respect they deserve and head coach Mark Few some respect even though they haven't uh, taking home the national championship yet. I think specifically when we talk about last night's game, uh, the officiating has to be mentioned, right? The officiating was kind of questionable for most of the game. We had uh, late in the second half, um, Arkansas stepped on the out-of-bounds line on the baseline, and the refs didn't see it, which turned into a three-pointer that was really one of the key points in the game, I think, for Arkansas. So the officiating might have, you know, maybe kind of helped Arkansas a little bit there. Again, Chet Holmgren uh, fouled out in that game with about three and a half minutes to play. And that was huge. That was a huge, huge turning point in that game, I think. The foul that that ultimately disqualified him, I think, was also kind of a questionable call. You know, it looked like good defense to me. But anyway, he he was tossed out of the game for it. So you have to talk about officiating in this game. I don't think it was just purely Gonzaga being Gonzaga and losing when they were expected to win. I think that the officiating really wasn't in their favor much at all. But 
you got to give Arkansas credit, man. I mean, they came in as an underdog. You know, no one was really picking them to win this game, but they made their shots. J.D. Note, who's been their leading scorer all season long, had another great game. And they converted from the line when they had to. They closed out the game when they had to. So I give them credit. I don't really look at this as much as a Gonzaga choke as I think it is an Arkansas win. They just played really well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. They did play very well. And uh, the next ball game there uh, last night in the Sweet 16 um, saw an upset as well. Uh, number five, Houston, upsets Arizona 72-60. to And uh, it just seemed like Houston kind of had control the entirety of the ballgame. I didn't watch as much of this game because I was mainly focused on the uh, closer game at the time, Duke-Texas Tech, which was coming down to the wire. But we all, uh, or I think Colin Avery and I, uh, picked Houston to win. So we knew they were under-seeded team there at the five seed. They've been very impressive throughout this tournament. Arizona is a team that, while they had a really good record, they came out of the Pac-12, kind of had some closer games than expected in the tournament. So this one, while it was a shocker to some, I think Houston is a team that might even find themselves in the national championship game and maybe even win it all. I mean, they are a really complete team. They're what you look for. Uh, Last year, I thought they had a good team and kind of came up a little bit short, but I think this year's team is building on the success of last year. And uh, with a double-digit win over the number one seed in your region, you've uh, set yourself up pretty good if you're if you're Houston. Yeah, this is a great. I've I've always I've been really high on this Houston team all season long. They have a great story too because at the beginning of the year they lost their two top scorers from last year's Final Four team with uh, season-ending injuries. So Marcus Sasser uh, was out for the season. They you know so they've had these injuries that have really you know. For most teams, that would just kind of be it. That would fold their season. But they've had other guys step up. They've had a lot of production from freshmen and younger players. And I, you give a lot of credit to Calvin Sampson for building up that Houston program into a consistent winner in the American. You know, there are. Uh, it's not easy to be consistently the best team in your conference year in and year out. But the Cougars do that in the American. So shout out to them. You know, they're a really tough team. Offensively, they're great. Defensively, they're great as well. I think they're going to pose a really tough matchup to Villanova. And like you said, Nick, I I really like them in that game. I think they match up well against the Wildcats. And I'm excited to see who comes out on top. I'm also going to go off something uh, Nick said, and it was actually about uh, Arkansas. When Arkansas is on their game, they are one of the best teams in the nation. Well, for Houston, when that team's on, they might – be the best team in the nation they were very impressive i didn't get to watch last night's game since i had to be up early for uh work but from what i've seen throughout the uh entire tournament for them they are one of the best if not the best a 10 point win against arizona even though i did say houston would probably pull off the upset double digits is really impressive as a win and don't sleep on houston anymore they did well last year as you just heard from Avery and right now they're sitting uh, favored against Villanova and that's a little bit surprising to me but I'm not going to doubt this team anymore they're a great team out of the American and I'm looking forward to see what they do against the uh, Villanova Wildcats yeah definitely and you talk about Villanova right there they uh, hold on and beat Michigan uh, 50 or 63 55 they were up three at the break 31 28 
And then uh, virtually it was the same kind of second half as well. They scored 32 in the second half, only giving up 27 to Michigan. And uh, with the final numbers there, 63 to 55 and 22 points for Samuels uh, to lead the way. And it was just a good overall game where Villanova able to stave off a a Michigan team that's made it this far. I'm a little bit concerned about Villanova in this Houston game. Uh, While I had them in the Final Four before the tournament, you do look at their offense, and their offense isn't that high scoring. I don't know if they can keep up with a team like Houston. I mean, defense is pretty good for Villanova overall. And, you know, we we talked about that with the Duke-Texas Tech game, and Really, for the most part, Texas Tech played really good defense against uh, Duke last night. But down down the stretch, Duke started to pull away and Texas Tech couldn't keep pace. So I, I wonder if we'll see a similar situation with this Villanova-Houston matchup. But uh, you know, Villanova's a solid team. If they're defense and they're able to control the pace of the game, then obviously they can beat uh, pretty much anybody. Yeah, Villanova, it's an interesting team this year, as uh, Nick just said, but Jay Wright just knows how to get his team ready in the tournament. They have been, since 2016, one of the elite programs around, and even though I said I won't count Houston out at the same time, I'm probably going to say I'll see it when I, or I'll believe it when I see it for Villanova getting eliminated. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm really looking forward to this Houston-Villanova game. I think... It should be a Final Four game, if not a national championship game. Yeah, the 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 one thing, to your point, Nick, the, the Villanova offense has kind of struggled at times, especially when Colin Gillespie, their, their leader, their starting point guard, he's been banged up as of late. He almost got injured again last night towards the end of that win over Michigan. So that's something to keep an eye on if he's going to be fully healthy to to be able to play in that game against Houston. But the one thing that I'm really looking forward to and the one thing that I think could maybe push that game in Villanova's favor is their free throw shooting. I don't know if you guys have have seen any of their free throw numbers, but they're on pace to have one of the best free throw shooting seasons as a team in NCAA history this year. They shoot as a team like 85% from the line, which is shocking for a college team. So they always convert their opportunities at the free throw line. You all know how important free throw shooting is when it comes to the end of games, especially close games. So I, I feel like this game is going to be close. I feel like if Villanova can make their free throws towards the end of a close game, then we could see them come out on top. But again, you know, you can't count out this Houston team. They've been proving people wrong all season. 82.6% from the free throw line. There you go. Which wow. ranks top nationally. Uh, the next team. I was about to say, yeah, what's the next The closest? next team is, uh, well, there's two tied there for second. That's Missouri State Bears and Hofstra Pride, 79.7%. That's pretty good. Oakland Golden Grizzlies, 79.2, along with uh, VMI Cadets. Charlotte 49ers, 79.2 as well. And then 79 for the Portland Pilot, Pirate Pilots. Say, most of those teams though are nobodies. Yeah, UMBC, a team that you know okay. nationally, yeah. they're they're at seventy eight point four, uh, but not a lot of. I guess if you were to look at these teams, Villanova, like based upon national recognition and national you see in the tournament, uh, you see Villanova, and then uh, UNC is tied at nineteenth with seventy seven percent. And yeah, I mean, they're, nobody, only, they're the only team really in the country. In yeah, they're the only team in the country shooting 80% or more from the line. I yeah. mean, they're three percentage points better than the next closest team. That's pretty team. good. Yeah. 
I just thought I'd point that out. You were talking about that, and I was like, what are the numbers? I, I wondered stuff. what the numbers were. Uh, the final game of last night was Duke pulling it off 78-73 over number three Texas Tech. Uh, Texas Tech led 33-29 to at halftime, and you know Duke was only down four there, and I, I would bet that there was a fiery speech in the locker room from Coach K. Well, there was a change that the Blue Devils made from the first half to the second half, and that was switching to a 2-3 zone defense. Yeah. That was the key, really, for Duke to win that game. You saw that it, once the second half started, Texas Tech, which is not a great offensive team in the first place, they've got one of the best defenses in the country. That's why they made the tournament. That's why they were three. But once you made, once you saw the the Blue Devils make that change to his own, the Red Raiders just had no answers for it at all. They couldn't get anybody to run the high post. They had no movement on the baseline, which are kind of you know basic tenets of beating his own defense. And they just couldn't figure it out. It was pretty clear that they didn't prepare for that at all. And that was really the key. Also, not just the defensive changes, but the fact that. Duke was struggling making their their shots in the first half, and in the second half they made their last eight field goals to to pull away and win that game. Jeremy Jeremy Roach, I think, made his last like three or four shots that kind of you know put that game away. So Duke made a couple of necessary changes. They started hitting their shots from the field, and that was really what was what was the difference for them in that game. Yeah, you got to give credit to uh, Coach K. He knows his stuff. That was, uh, I believe, now his 100th win in the uh, NCAA tournament. Yeah, I saw that, that crazy stat line. 100, crazy. 130 games, I think. Yeah, I mean, the guy's arguably the greatest coach for NCAA. I don't really know exactly. if it's an argument. I yeah, think I it's, think he, I think it's he, pretty much his. Well, John Wooden. Yeah. 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 Modern I mean, different era. era but what about modern exactly. era? That's, modern why, era. that's why I was saying one of the – I kept it safe. You guys were trying to get into the argument. but Yeah, that's not an argument. It's more of a debate, I think. All yeah. right, well, let's break down quickly the half of the Elite Eight matchups now that we know them. Uh, number five, Houston. Number two, Villanova. Early line – I guess not early. I guess initial I mean, line. Yeah. Initial line has Houston favored by two. Uh, that game oh, so tomorrow night, 6.09 p.m. on TBS. We will carry those broadcasts after our broadcast of the home show, uh, which for the home show it's, what is it, 10 to? 10 to 12. 10 one to 12, to 1 to 3. We'll also carry the Division II Men's National Championship. Uh, we will join that broadcast in progress at 3 p.m. right at the end of the home show. And then the region, uh, the Elite Eight matchup between Houston Villanova scheduled for 6.09, so it'll jump into that. Um what do we think of this Houston team right now as, you know, they're kind of that team that could be the team that kind of upsets everybody and makes it to the Final Four and even to the National Championship with the way they're looking right now? Yeah, we talked about it a little bit. I mean, Houston is a uh, team that has a lot of things that you look for uh, to make a run. Um, you know, I, that's a toss-up game. It's very much how I felt about this Texas Tech-Duke game that we saw last night. I think it could go either way. Uh, both teams have the experience of being in this situation before both teams are well coached so that doesn't really give you either edge um, you know, I'm leaning toward Houston just because they seem to be riding a pretty hot streak I mean you just beat the number one seed Arizona by double digits and Villanova has that injury with uh, Gillespie who's one of, the, one of the best players in the country really so that kind of brings them down a little bit so I would Right now, I'm thinking Houston. 
Yeah, I'd agree. I'd go Houston right now, just again, because Gillespie does so much for the Villanova Wildcats, and if he's not healthy, then I think they just lose not only leadership, but they just lose a really solid, fundamentally sound point guard who, you know, I think that might just take a little too much out of their team. Again, there's no guarantee that that he's not going to play. If he does play, then I think it makes a, a different game, but... For the for the time being, you know he's pretty banged up. Even if he does play and he's not a hundred percent, that's going to make an impact. So, Houston's been able to find scoring from all over the place. They've got a great bench. Their depth is is phenomenal. So I think I'm going to pick the Cougars right now. I just like the way they they're playing. I'm concerned about the Gillespie injury for Villanova. Yeah, I mean I think, you got to pick the hot hand. Yeah, and so I'm I'm going to pick Houston. I'm there as well. I'm going to stick with my gut i had bracket wise villanova in the uh final four so that's who i'm going to go with is villanova i trust jay wright the wildcats always seem to know how to win come march but i still think it's going to be a great game maybe even the game of the tournament as i said a couple minutes ago this could be quality wise a national championship game deservingly for both teams and the talent that they have so it will be a fun one and Let's see if I can uh, stay right gut-wise for my bracket or not. I gave my thoughts. Oh, yeah, you did. Uh, other Elite Eight matchup on tap for tomorrow, 8.49 p.m. TBS. We'll also carry it here from Westwood 1. Number four, Duke. Number or Excuse me, number four, Arkansas against number two, Duke. Duke favored by four in the initial uh, numbers there. I don't know. I think this Duke team goes as they make changes mid-game. It seems like you know, what you talk about, go into that zone in the second half, change some things up. It seems like they've been able to make some changes which have been able to win them games or at the same time lose them games like they saw, uh, you know, at the end of the ACC tournament. They're running the ACC tournament. So I think I think this is going to be a very tough game, but I, I do give the, the line there with four, so I've got to go with Duke. I think I'll go with Duke, too, just because, man, they're just such a deep team. They have so many players that can kill you on any different night. Paolo Banchero, uh, Trevor Keels, Jeremy Roach, Wendell Moore Jr., Mark Williams. Their whole starting five is capable of putting up 20 points a night. You know, Paolo Banchero is going to be a top three draft pick in the NBA. You know, they've got so much talent, so much shooting. I, I just... It's hard to pick against them. I mean, I, I give a lot of credit to Arkansas. They played a really great game yesterday to beat Gonzaga, the number one team in the tournament. But, you know, the magic can only last for so long. And you put together a great game plan like that to shut down Gonzaga. What is Eric Musselman going to do now to try and slow down slow down Duke? It's a lot harder, I think. They just, you know, Duke just has too much firepower. Arkansas is a very inconsistent team. We talked about that earlier on the show. I mean... Heading into this tournament, they lost to Texas A&M in the semifinals of the SEC tournament. They barely beat Vermont, and they barely beat New Mexico State in a ugly game as well. So it's hard to pick them. I know they just knocked off Gonzaga, and I think they can keep it close against Duke, but I've learned my lesson picking against Duke in this tournament, so I'm going to go with the Blue Devils. I have Duke in the Final Four, so I'm going to stick with that. And the little factoid that I'm going to throw in, or at least my opinion that I'm going to feel like, uh, because Spencer said that we've seen Duke fall, kind of like in the ACC tournament, but a couple years ago, Texas Tech saw in the first round, lost in the Big 12 tournament, 
and that got them uh, rested up to be able to come you know the NCAA tournament to make a final four push I think that's kind of been what it was here for Duke they slipped up there in the ACC tournament that got them rested enough to come here into the uh, March Madness and now make this final four push it's a great team coach K knows what he's doing he always has the past four decades so maybe Arkansas keeps it close and covers but I still think Duke's gonna win all right well, we've got to take a break. We'll break down tonight's matchups. We come back after this break. Presented This segment's presented by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. <laughs> Cabinets and designer bedding. Outdoor living and is family-owned and operated and located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. After this two-minute break, we will talk Sweet 16 matchups tonight. You're tuned into the Sports Mix. I'm Annette McDonald, and I am the designer at Orsini's in Martinsburg, West Virginia. We welcome you into our store to show you a complete line of what we do here. We design your cabinetry, quartz countertops, granite countertops, hardware, anything for the full remodel of your kitchen and your home needs. We also do bathrooms, and we have flooring available, too. We make sure that your project with Orsini's is the best in the market. Welcome to Orsini's. Orsini's.com. Hi, Crescia Hornby here. Larry DeMarco, broker of Modern Realty Results, believes he has some of the best real estate agents in the Eastern Panhandle. Agents at Modern Realty Results have years of experience and knowledge of the local real estate market. Agents within the office work as a team to provide quality customer service. We strive to always ensure client satisfaction through handling every transaction with honesty and integrity, all while offering competitive rates. Modern Realty Results is veteran-owned and managed. Please call us at 262-4222, modernrealtyresults.com. WVU Medicine is pleased to introduce six new providers who've joined our medical staffs at Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, and University Healthcare Physicians. Nurse Practitioner Alexis Alastanos, Urgent Care, Dr. Anderson Cho, Hospitalist, Physician's Assistant Brian Daunt, Pain Management, Dr. Payam Haredi, Anesthesia, Physician's Assistant Brittany Herber, Orthopedics, and Dr. Esther Lin, Family Medicine, WVU Medicine, growing to meet the needs of our community. This is Matt Miller, along with my wife, Dale. As homeowners, we've been through the mortgage process several times, and each time we went to Mark and Cheryl Savitt at the Mortgage Center. They treat you like family with personal one-on-one service, walking with you through the process from application to settlement. Plus, low interest rates and closing costs. The Mortgage Center is on Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Phone 304-267-9040. Or online at mortgagefinancing.com. NMLS number 237527, equal housing lender. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this Friday, March 25th, 2022 edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio, WRNR, and TV 10. Spencer Pudnick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern over in Newport, hanging out with you on this Friday afternoon in the Eastern Panhandle. Let's continue our NCAA tournament talks. We'll turn our attention to tonight's matchups in the final night of the Sweet 16. 
It all gets started at 7.09 p.m. on CBS, number 15 St. Peter's against number three Purdue there in the East Division or East Region. Uh, Purdue favored by 13 in this one. We kind of talked a little bit about it yesterday, uh, but I think St. Peter's runs run ends tonight against Purdue. Purdue just obviously getting the big favor there from from Vegas. Yeah, I'll, I'll go Purdue here as well, but uh, I do want to point out that last year when Oral Roberts was uh, in the Sweet 16 as a 15 seed, they played Arkansas in the Sweet 16 and only lost by two. So it really goes to show that even if you're a 15 seed, you can be competitive in the Sweet 16. It's not like you win your first two games of the tournament as a 15 and then you get blown out by somebody in the Sweet 16. I mean, St. Peter's has proven they can beat Kentucky, a blue blood, a powerhouse, and they can beat Murray State, a team that won 30 regular season games and was one of the hottest teams in the country going into that game. So they've had two really impressive quality wins up to this point, um, which, you know, to me makes it a little hard to pick against them. But I just think that Purdue has too much offensively. Jaden Ivey, Zach Eady, Travion Williams, Eric Hunter, they're, they're just loaded. They can score, you know, better than most teams in America can. So it's tough. I think it's going to be really close. I think maybe a four or five point win is probably what's going to happen for the Boilermakers. But I got Purdue. Yeah, I'm going to go with Purdue as well. Um, I think St. Peter's could definitely cover the 13 uh, that Vegas is giving them tonight. But I think Purdue wins this game. I think Purdue has had a, a really nice start to this tournament. Yale was a popular kind of trendy upset pick there, and they completely shut the doors on that, winning by 22. Uh, and then beat Texas by 10 points. Texas is a very inconsistent team, but they are still a solid uh, six seed in the second round. So you know, two quality wins for Purdue heading in. As we mentioned, the St. Peter's wins, obviously big wins for them as well. But I think Purdue's playing good basketball right now. Uh, there's no real reason to pick against them unless you just love the Peacocks, which I can understand that. They have some good shooting on the outside. They can score, uh, but they're – they don't have the size, I don't think, to contest with this Purdue team. And Purdue has a lot of offensive firepower, like Avery mentioned. So I'm going to go with the Boilermakers, but I think it will be closer than uh, the line, and they probably cover. But I, I just think Sweet 16, it's going to be tough for St. Peter's to get this win. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked because I know yesterday when we uh, briefly touched on this game that the uh, Vegas odds had uh, Purdue at – 12 and a half and now it's up to a uh, 13 i thought it would probably go the other way uh with how much money would probably uh get start being put on st peter's i put uh my money on st peter's to cover tonight i still think purdue will win the game but i don't think they're gonna be winning by 13 plus against uh a st peter's team that ha- has done really well and proved that they can uh compete here in march i mean as avery said they beat kentucky that was something that probably only uh st peter's thought was possible and even then were they really thinking that at the start of the game or were they you know let's just go out there and have fun type mentality you never know but always got to cheer for the underdog so i'll be cheering for st peter's tonight but as i said yesterday cinderella's die in the sweet 16 there you go, Colin picks right there. Cinderella dies in the Sweet 16. Final words from him on the St. Peter's-Purdue matchup. Next matchup, 7.29 p.m. tonight, TBS. 
Uh, number four, Providence against number one, Kansas. Kansas now favored by seven in this ballgame. Obviously, in this Midwest regional bracket there, I think Kansas just kind of runs away with it. Providence has shown some stuff, but I think Kansas is just going to overpower them. They got the seven-point favoritism there from Vegas, and I think it kind of just goes to show that the it's more than five points, so I think it's going to be a pretty solid victory there for Kansas. Boy, Purdue is, or I'm sorry, Providence is a really funky team this year because they, you know, coming into this tournament, they had a ton of really close wins, winning by the skin of their teeth. I mean, just, you know, down to the wire, they got blown out by Creighton in the Big East tournament, couldn't even make the Big East final, even though they were the, the top regular season team in the conference. They get blown out in the conference tournament, and then... They, they look really impressive in their first two tournament wins. I mean, they they beat a good South Dakota State team in the first round. Another popular upset pick there. That was a 4-13 and a 13 matchup. And then in the second round, against another lower-ranked team in Richmond, who pulled off an upset of their own in the first round against Iowa, Providence just dominates that whole game. They win 79-51. It was never close. I mean, the margin was a lot greater than that for most of that game. I think Richmond kind of made it a little closer towards the end, but Providence just dominated throughout. So they're a weird team. They've gotten most of their wins this year, quality wins anyway, were super close, but they've played really impressive ball in this tournament so far. So I don't know. I mean, I think they could give Kansas a run for their money. I don't think so. I think while Providence has played better in this tournament than people maybe expected heading in, you got to consider they've played two double-digit mid-major teams. So nothing really to get you super excited about it and a richmond team that barely made the tournament uh and south dakota state is is a solid team they can shoot they're the number one offense in the country but again they're south dakota state so who do they play against uh now you're playing kansas now you're playing a legitimate team um while i think providence can maybe hang around for a little bit i i think kansas ends up covering i think they end up winning this game um they're just you know they've battled through the big 12 they're coached by Bill Self, who who knows how to win in March. I think they take care of business tonight and win relatively easily against uh, Providence. Yeah, I agree with uh, Nick. I, I wouldn't be surprised if at halftime it's, you know, four-point game, Kansas in the lead. But come the second half, Abaji takes over and Kansas wins by double digits. That, that team in the Jayhawks is – I have them as the national champion. I think that they are the uh, – best i like uh baji mccormick bill self is a great coach and with coach k retiring after this year you need a uh school with a coach that you know becomes maybe the uh quote-unquote face of the ncaa and i think kansas could probably do that you think kansas can be the new face of the ncaa okay. I, I mean they you know started it off with naismith inventor of basketball so yeah, I mean, get I it back to them. They're there. a great team. They are a great team, and uh, so you're picking Kansas. Obviously, next matchup nine thirty nine p.m. tonight. CBS number eight North Carolina, number four UC UCLA. Excuse me. Uh, line has UCLA favored by two and a half. Uh, I just like this way that I like the way this North Carolina team has kind of battled and gotten here into the uh, Sweet Sixteen, and I think they make it to the Elite Eight. I just think. The test that they have to face, uh, you know, at least with 
with Duke and, you know, kind of down year for Virginia there in the ACC, but, you know, a Syracuse team that battled, obviously, um, you know, winning their first ACC, or excuse me, and Virginia Tech who won their first ACC title this year. Like, there's just a lot of teams. We talk about it being a down year for the ACC, but you still had a lot of good teams make the tournament. So I think think North Carolina can uh, upset UCLA and make it to the Elite Eight. Well, not only make the tournament, but you had three of the four teams from the conference go to the Sweet 16. I mean, you have North Carolina, obviously, Duke is in the Elite Eight, and you have Miami, who could also very much have a chance to be in the Elite Eight, too. So, yeah, it was a down year for the conference, but the four teams that made it are doing quite well for themselves, I would think. Um, But anyway, going back to this Carolina-UCLA game, I think this game is going to be the toughest game that Carolina will play in the tournament so far. They... Just They blew out Marquette in the first round. They had a huge lead against Baylor, the one seed, in the round of 32. That game ended up being close, went to overtime, great game. But this UCLA team is so balanced offensively and defensively, it's really going to be a test for them. Carolina's been scoring the ball with ease throughout the tournament, but I think UCLA and Mick Cronin are going to have some some plans to try and slow that down. With that said, I think I'm still going to pick Carolina. They've got the hot hand right now. They're they're high coming off the upset, so I I'm I'm gonna pick the heels in this one. I'm rolling with the Bruins. I said this yesterday. I'm gonna stick with them. Uh, they got the Avery Newport lookalike and Jamie Jaquez Jr. So I think <laughs> I thought gives... I thought Doug Eddard was my lookalike. Well, I think or Drew Timmy. I think this guy kind of looks like you too. He's got the I mean he's got a little bit of a goatee going on, but. You know, I, I like UCLA. I think they're a team of experience. You know, both teams are pretty balanced or pretty even. Um, so it's going to come down to, you know, the final few minutes of the game. Uh, but I'll, I'll roll off the Bruins to knock off UNC or, I guess, be the favorite and win. I mean, it's, it's a tough matchup that I think it can go either way. I don't like UNC. I said before we started this all, I don't trust West Coast teams in the tournament until they finally are able to win. We saw Arizona slip up. Just saw Gonzaga slip up. Going to see UCLA slip up, and UNC wins tonight. All right, there you go. The final matchup tonight, 959 TBS. We'll also probably have that matchup for you here after softball, along with the UNC matchup. They'll go back and forth between those games. Uh, But a double-digit seed is making the Elite Eight. Uh, Number 11, Iowa State. Number 10, Miami. Miami favored by three. I have Miami winning this one. I just think (laughs) what they've come to do. He forgot to flip cameras. I had Colin on the screen while I was showing pictures of uh, Avery's lookalike. All right, well, I think I Miami Miami wins this one. I just think they they've gotten really they've gotten better as this tournament goes on, and they they had the tenth seed, but I think that was maybe they could have been a ninth seed and eighth seed. Uh, but I think Miami wins this one, goes to the Elite Eight quickly. Your picks? I agree. I like Miami to win. Miami as well. I think the offense is better. It's all about the U, baby. All right, there you yeah, go. You didn't even see that, Nick. I saw it. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. We'll wrap things up, talk a little Wizards and Capitals on the other side of this two-minute break. Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. We've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. 
Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepherd Rams quarterback Tyson Bajant. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. Ollie's VIP Northside is the best local spot to catch all of your favorite high school, college, and pro sports, or to hang out with friends. Ollie's has a great beer and cocktail menu, along with a food menu that will blow you away. Ollie's offers multiple TVs to watch the game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio with cornhole and fire pit. So stop by and see for yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in Martinsburg. That's Ollie's VIP Northside. We'll see you for the game. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu. Call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your March 25th, 2022, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors. John Everson and Phil McCoy, you can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343, or you can stop at their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Uh, as we get ready to wind down today's show, the Wizards fell last night to the Bucks, 114-102. They now fall to 30-42 and on the season. Uh Wizards made a comeback there in the fourth quarter. I guess everybody for the Bucks was just done because they were up big. Uh, Wizards only scored 13 in the first quarter, while the Bucks outscored them by th- or 32 points. And a pretty even second quarter. Uh, Wizards down even more after the third quarter, but they made they scored 36 to 22, and they only lose by 12, which looks a lot better on paper than the whole ball game was. There now, I believe, six and a half games or five and a half games out of the final play-in spot, and they're just not looking good. Caps in action tonight uh, against the Buffalo Sabres, who are 23-33-8. Caps 35-20-10. They're also in action tomorrow against the Devils, so busy weekend there for the Caps. Uh, Caps and Wizards going in two different directions. Somebody. Stop worrying about what the picture is. We're we're doing a show here. (laughs) I know. That's why I'm just waiting to get the uh, camera flipped here, and then we can do it. You good there, Nick? I hit quick play, but it's not working. Oh, no. Well, I'll, I'll just talk anyway. Spencer, uh, make it look like I'm talking for you. Capitals need to win these uh, two games, get the four points against Buffalo and Jersey, since both those teams, uh, just like the Wizards, are garbage. All right. Well, that'll do it. 
I don't know what's going on over here. Nick's too busy trying to do other things, not paying attention over there. Ah, it froze on him. I'm. Oh, it's because you have the input selection open. I was trying to pull up Avery's guys. Okay, well, we don't have time <laughs> for that, sir. That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Tomorrow, after St. Peter's wins. We got tomorrow, Saturday. Tomorrow, okay, whatever. All right. Monday. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Tune in to softball tonight uh, at Spring Mills at Martinsburg. 6.40 pregame show, 7 p.m. first pitch. But that'll do it for us. And then you'll hear NCAA tournament action all weekend. And we'll be back Monday, 12.08 p.m. That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For our intern, Avery Newport, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Puis saying so long. Hey.